Welcome to Fresno's Best Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today, we have Isabel Dieppa on the show. Isabel is a journalist, roller skater, and performing artist. She founded the Fresno Skate Party in 2021. When she's not roller skating, Isabel spends her time cosplaying and dancing. You can follow her on Instagram and TikTok at Isabel Dieppa. Also, if you're interested in buying a pair of roller skates after listening to this conversation, Isabel has a partnership with Pigeon Roller Skate Shop located in Long Beach, California. And if you use the code Fresno Skate Party, you can get 5% off of your order. Let's meet Isabel and Baker will take us there. Art music, show some respect to the best little city left in the U.S. Fresno's best. Fresno's best. Isabel, where do you like to eat in Fresno? I in Fresno. Hmm. So there's a couple of different places. If I if I'm if I want tacos, I really like El Premio Mayor, which is like the one that's on uh, Shields and Maroa. <clears throat> and if I am not in a taco mood and I'm like, I want burgers, I really like Triangle Burger. I haven't been there. Where is that? Well, there's a couple of ones there. There's one that's on first. It's on first. It's close to the high school that's on first. So okay. not Shaw on first, but the street that's after Shaw. Okay. Um. What do they do well there? Well, it's all like 1950s style. And nice. so like the fries are like crinkle cut fries and like the burgers are like good. And like, I just like, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's the nostalgia of it. Mm. And then they have like a really cute, they have like one location there and they have another location that's up in West Fresno off of Shaw. That's also like super cute. Okay. What is your standard taqueria order? Oh, so I, I, I love pork, but I try to not eat pork all the time. So usually I get like two chicken tacos and then one adobada. Because the other one is just like the delicious one because it's so good and like so full of like all of the grease. But mm. I know if I eat that, my stomach is gonna hurt later if I eat too much of it. So I like counter it by eating like two chicken tacos and just one other one. Mm. That's nice because it's kind of like you know your vegetables and then your your dessert. <laughs> I also am the same with Autobot. I would order all of them, but then it would just be a wrap for the rest of the day. So depending yeah. on when you know, maybe if I'm like. If I was out and maybe had a couple drinks, like I would be the autobata and then bed. But if I do it in the <laughs> middle of the day, like at work, going to get some, like it's just not going to be productive. Yeah. So I, I'm so excited to talk to you about skating. And I do want to share kind of my experience a little bit so you can help me, um, I think, sure. as, as the skating expert. So I had a traumatic experience in middle school at a roller rink oh, and okay. have not done a lot of skating since then. My partner skates and she enjoys skating and blading, but I have not followed her into it, but I have considered it because I know it's a lot of fun and it's a way to get out, but I, that is my background coming into this. So I'm like skating curious, okay. but also like with some baggage. So that's kind of <laughs> my where I'm at, but I, I kind of want to start like big picture and with the skating world and then kind of narrow in on the Fresno skate party. So that's kind of how I want to uh, structure this. So the big kind of opening question, and this is your speculation, why has there been a revival in skating? So I, I think the revival in skating was it was getting started through social media before the pandemic so there was there was a few roller skaters that they were starting to become really popular because with the with the rise of videos and i know that like tiktok kind of started to become popular around 2019 in the united states and then it like just like boomed in 2020 during the pandemic but i i think that there was it was a kind of like this perfect storm of social media and and people who were like roller skaters who really enjoyed doing it that were building a platform and then that became influencers that they were putting up that visibility mm. and then i think that during the pandemic and i know this was true for me because we were so isolated and there was so many things that we could not do we we could not go out to eat 
We could not go to a club to dance. We can like all of these things that like, you know, we take for granted because we could do them all the time. All of a sudden we couldn't do it. But with roller skates, you don't, you will just need a pair of skates. So like, and you could do it outdoors. And we all know, you know, as, especially like as COVID, as we started to learn more about COVID, it's like, okay, gatherings outside seem to be okay because you're not enclosed and you're not going to get people sick. And so I think it kind of became like this fun. I think that during 2020, especially and onward, a lot more people started to skate because they were seeing it on social media and it was like, oh, I can do that. I can't, I can't go to dinner. I can't go out to dance, but I can grab some skates and I can, I can't go to the gym, but I can grab some skates and I can have some fun. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. You know, like something that's outdoors, that's communal, but you can kind of do it together, but like be apart in some ways, you know, you can Mm -hmm. be on the same blacktop, if you will, hanging out with people, but also having space. So that makes a lot of sense. Now I'm a, you know, I'm in my mid thirties and I haven't skated since middle school (laughs) as my preface explained. And so there is a, there's a fear when you're an adult, I think, and maybe I'm projecting this onto other people, but there's a little bit of a fear when you're adult, when you're trying to learn how to skate, I guess you might say, or get into skating. Because when you're a kid, you know, you you just kind of throw the skates on, you're falling over. If I fall over, I might be at the chiropractor. So <laughs> like, so I guess my question is, what would you recommend for adults wanting to get into skating that don't skate? I, you know, I have this philosophy that skating is like life, like you're going to fall, like you just have to accept the fact that you're going to fall. Mm. And, um, if you accept that you're going to fall, then the fall isn't going to be as hard. And like, literally, like, if you know that you're going to fall, it's kind of like, excuse me, while you're skating and you feel yourself kind of going down, oftentimes we get injured when we try to stop ourselves from going down Mm. versus just kind of going with gravity. When you go with gravity and you allow yourself to fall, it actually hurts less because you're not fighting. You're not going to win gravity. Like, like you're just yeah. not going to beat gravity. So like, just allow yourself to fall. But the lessons in like life and skating is that you fall and then you dust yourself off and you know, you make sure that you're okay and you get your, you get back up. So yeah. I, I would say, I think that oftentimes we have, it's the fear that is the bigger issue than the actual falling and the fear then kind of makes the more frequent falling to be a reality, kind of a self-fulfilled prophecy. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, if you're like going out there and all you think is like, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall, then you're going to, you are going to fall a bunch of times because you're not allowing your body to kind of get used to the skates and to like live in your body. And mm. so I think that, so I'm a big, I'm also like a big yoga person and like I'm a dancer. So I have a background in dance and I'm really big about, we should, we oftentimes we live a lot in our heads, but we don't live in our bodies and we need to live in our bodies more. And so the fun thing about like skating or dancing or yoga, but like, this is very necessary for skating is that you can't just live in your head. You have to like listen to your body and like live in your body. And like, when you listen to your body, then you can find like your equilibrium and you can find like, you know, what feels comfortable. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if you're a beginner, even as an adult, it's okay to be a beginner. Like, you don't, I think that oftentimes as adults, we have a difficult time being beginners because we're like, oh, I've done this and this and this. And so I should be really good at this. And it's like, don't be so hard on yourself. Let yourself be a beginner. And like kind of take those baby steps and give yourself the grace to accept all of it, to accept the falling, to accept the getting back up, to accept the like, you know, little victories that you make along the way. Yeah, I think I I connect the yoga thing. I have a previous guest, Nayantara. I'll periodically go to her yoga classes. And I don't know if this is a direct quotation or just kind of the the implied message, which is like, don't listen to your ego, listen to your body. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are stuck in, you know, like don't want to be seen falling. And I, I, I think it also is similar to 
people trying to learn a language. Like if you're trying to learn a language and you're interacting with people, you're going to say the wrong thing, or you're going to use a word in the wrong context. And if you're mortified of doing that, you're never going to learn a language. And I think that is also true for skating and for a lot of things. I am, I know that skating in some way, you know, in many ways is not in some ways, in many ways is a sport or, you know, athletic activity, obviously. When you skate a lot, how does your body change? It becomes stronger. You definitely, you work out your legs a lot. So you have, you know, you have like pretty strong legs. I would say for, for, for me, I think that like skating is a very, I think a lot of the changes are similar to like, if you run a lot, because you're using your legs and like a lot of you're using momentum. And so like you are, you're using your upper body for balance but you're using your legs to like move you forward and back. Mm. So I would say, I would say in that, but like, I also think, and I don't know if like you were asking about like physio, if you were asking like physiologically, like what the changes are, but I, I, I think I know that for me, the changes that I found in, in roller skating and, and especially when we get, I get to roller skate in community is that it really helps my mental health. It really helps me to feel connected, not only to my body, but also to like other people. And even if it's like, we're just skating around each other and we're not like talking a lot, it's the fact that we're doing this like movement together and it really, there's a, it, it's kind of like a tuning. I don't know. So in, in, I think it's in neuroscience that you learned about this, but children, when we're younger, we attune to our parents, usually, usually our mother. And so like attuning is kind of like you emotionally get on the same level as, as the person, but that's something that humans need always. Like we, we continue to need that. And so like, if you're a person that you have been through some trauma or you have a dysregulated nervous system, when you get to attune with a large group of people and you can attune with others collectively through like yoga or dance or choir or singing, it's kind of like your body becomes a part of like this collective. And then it's kind of like together you heal. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of like healing in that when I, I prefer when I get to roller skate with other people than roller skating alone. Like I like roller skating alone, but when I get to roller skate with other people, I feel like the big benefit is that mental health benefit. Like I come home so happy and I'm just like, this is so great. I had an awesome time. I met new people. And like, we might not text each other ever. And I might not see them again for months until like they come back to another skate party. But it's just like, oh, this, we shared this moment and like, all of our um, energy helps. I know it helped me to feel like more in tune with myself. I, in preparation for this, I did a kind of a Instagram skating deep dive. And <laughs> I found there's like, there's like a lot of skating coaches like that will like help you. Is, is that something you think is necessary for people getting a skating coach? You know, I, I think that it's, it's not, it is, it's something that's useful. You don't have to do it, but like some people, they feel like they need it. And I feel like if you, if, if you're a person that you're like, no, I just really need, I, I have a difficult time understanding the mechanics of this. And I really just need a one-on-one -on -one with people, which like, that is absolutely fine. And I think that the great thing about the skate parties, and I tell this because I get DMs from people all the time that, so I don't, I'm not a coach and like, we don't, we don't really have any like coaches per se, but I tell people if they're like, I'm, I bought some skates, but I've never skated and I don't know how to skate. I'm like, well, just come out and I will give you some pointers and like, and I will literally hold your hand if you want me to hold your hand. So like mentoring as opposed to coaching. Yeah. 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 And so I think that sometimes like people need that and that it's like, I think, especially like with a coach that it's like the coach serves the purpose of like a mentor and like a person who maybe, maybe a person has this goal of like, it depends on your goals. Uh, also that it's like, if your goal is like, I just want to learn how to skate and I want to be consistent with this, a coach can help you to stay accountable. Or 
if you're a little more advanced, like I know I'm terrible at this, I don't practice enough. And there's a lot of like, I really love roller dancing. Like that's my thing. And I'm like constantly trying to learn new things and like, I can get the basics, but I'm not at the level of like a lot of these like Instagram, like roller skaters that I'm like, oh man, like one of these days I'm gonna do crazy legs well. But it's like, if I was to work with a coach, it would be to like help keep me accountable and to like help with that technique. So kind of like, it depends on your level and it depends on what your goal is. But a coach is not necessary, but for some people, they might feel like, you know, it's something that would be really helpful. Okay. Here's a potentially dumb question. Uh, Why roller skates and not roller blades? Oh, okay. I, I love this question. Actually, this is not a dumb question. Okay. So roller skates and roller blades, they have different functions and different purposes. So I'm a quad skater. I love, I've always loved quads. I was a roller rink kid. Like I went to the roller rink all the time. And so like for me, when I got back into roller skating, like even though when I was a kid, I also had roller blades because I was a kid in the nineties. I like, I was like, no, I want quads. So quads are great. If you want to dance, if you want to do a lot of footwork, if you want to do cool tricks, because the way that the four wheels work, like they just, they allow for that flexibility. Like they allow for, for that. With roller blades, because it's inline skating, it's going to help you with speed. Like roller blades are faster than quads. And someone might like debate me. It's like, you know, if I'm wrong, like it's okay. You can tell me in the comments or like, Come into my DMs and be like, you're wrong. <laughs> Quads are actually faster. But I think that rollerblades are actually faster. But rollerblades also like are great for tricks. Like to me in my head, I'm like, rollerblades have a, a similar, like, like they're similar to like skateboarding. Like, because it's like I like I know a lot of local rollerbladers and like they are totally badass. And, you know, oftentimes like the roller, it's, it's, it's because of their roller blades that it's like, they can do things like, you know, they'll jump on ramps or they'll like, you know, they'll do different types of tricks that are, are really enabled because of the roller blades. And I know people like one of the guys, his name is Jesse. I can't remember his Instagram handle, but he's, he's a really, really great local roller skater. And he does both quads and blades. Mm -hmm. And it's like, with the quads, you know, he does all the dance stuff, but like with the blades, it's like, dude, like, and he can do some tricks with blades, but it's like a whole other arena of like tricks that you can do. I'm not brave enough to do roller blades. That's one that I'm like, I am too scared to go to a skate park. Cause I know for a fact that if I go to a skate park, I'm going to sprain something. <laughs> I do know my limits. Yeah. I hear that. Well, let's, let's say I'm trying to jump in. Right. And I'm trying to learn. And one of the first things I got to do is I got to buy some roller skates. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you have kind of a mental model for how you pick a good set of roller skates and like, what does the market look like online or like in person, like when you're shopping for stuff? Yeah. So, so for me, I, okay. I, I know that it's cheaper to get things on Amazon, but I think it's better to shop at a roller skate shop. And so luckily we live in California and there are like really cool roller skate shops. So, and this is just like, I like full disclosure. Like I do have a a collaboration with a roller skate shop in Long Beach called Pigeon Roller Skates. And so A, I would say that when you work with a roller skate shop, you actually can email a shopkeeper who also are roller skaters And they can help you find exactly what you're looking for. Because the thing is that like, if you're trying to get in, like, let's say you're like, I just want to go to the skate parties and I want to roller skate outside. There's a specific type of wheels that you're going to want for like outside roller skating. And versus like, if you're like, I really want to do roller derby, like those are a whole other set of like wheels that you're going to want for roller derby. And, And then like, there's like versatile wheels that like you can use them both outdoors and inside of the roller rink Mm. but like there are some that it's like they're great for indoor for roller rink but like outdoors they might not be so well so Mm. like a i would i would start by going to a roller skate shop 
online. And so like one that I can, like I said, I can recommend is the Pigeon Roller Skate Shop. But I know that there are others here in California. The other thing when you go to a roller skate shop website is that oftentimes there are, they, they have skates that it's like your entry level that it's kind of like, okay, these are, these are some, like if you're a beginner, these are some of the skates. So when I first started skating, I bought a pair of Impalas and Impala skates, like they are good, but for me, my foot is kind of a little wider and their skates are more narrow. And so they, they were not all that comfortable. Like I didn't realize how uncomfortable I was until. Do you want them tight or do you want them a little loose? Like what, what's your, what's you want your goal? Them to fit, you want them to fit your foot well, but you don't want them to like squeeze your foot, like mm. that you're in pain because if you're in pain, you're not going to have fun. Right. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. So that, so that was my issue with the Impalas. And then I, I, I got a pair of Rainbow Riders by Moxie. And the Moxie Rainbow Riders are great because like, I would say like those are roller skates that are like for beginners, because especially if you are a beginner, you might want to stick to a boot that is a little bit that's leather, but that is a little bit stiffer because that's going to like help your, it's going to, it will mold to your foot, but it's going to help like keep your foot from doing because you're still learning you want you kind of want those training wheels for lack of a better word like you want something that's going to restrain you a little so that you can kind of feel like yes i have skates on and i know to do this versus um once you start getting into like uh the like the suede type of skates those are great once you have a little bit more experience um because they're they're like they're nice and they're comfortable but they're also very flexible and so like if you're still learning like how to use your feet and skates you might you might get injured you might be more likely to get injured because they you don't have that control yet mm-hmm. like like for me i did the rainbow riders for like like almost a year and then i got the moxie barbie skates which are these really beautiful like suede skates and i can tell the difference but it's like it was like the difference between like okay, someone's holding my hand here. And this other one is like, okay, I have a lot of free reign. So I need to like have a little more control here. Mm. Okay. This next question might be a little too personal and you can let me know. (laughs) How many pairs of skates do you own? Okay. So I currently own two. I I had a third pair and I sold them. I'm surprised. I was kind of picturing you having like a closet of skates. I want a closet of skates, but roller skates are so expensive. Really? How much is a pair of roller skates? So a good pair of roller skates. And that's the thing. That's kind of, that's the other thing about like buying roller skates. So like, okay. I know that oftentimes, cause I, I had a, I have a, a guy friend that like he bought a pair of skates and like he came to a skate party and he bought them like on Amazon and they were like really cheap. And I was like, bro, you're going to injure yourself. <laughs> those, those, those wheels are not good. We need to change your wheels up. And so like we got him, we, we like upgraded his skate, but it was like, if you, if you, if you buy skates that are like too cheap, you, you might, you might be prone to get more injured. Like, and you have to remember, like you're putting wheels on your feet. Yeah. So like you want it to be of a, of a good, something that's good, that's sturdy, so like a pair of mock, like a pair of nice moxies is like $300. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. And like, and some roll and even like Impala rollerblades you're looking at, like I have not the, the least amount that I have spent on skates is like 90 to a hundred dollars. But what I would say is that like, if you invest in like, like a lower range pair of moxies, or even I think there's another brand that's called Fox or Foxy or something like that. And those are also really good. Like they're suede and they, and they are, they're a little firm as well. But I would say if you're going to invest in some roller skates to don't go for the cheapest one, like, yes, go for like the lowest price, but go for the lowest price at the highest quality. In a different tier, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Because like sometimes, and I find this with people, sometimes they'll want to get into some new hobby or activity and they, they don't want to commit fully, so they buy the lowest price thing. So in case they don't like it, then they didn't waste 
more money, but then oftentimes you like, you have to spend more at the entry point in order to have a good time. And so it's kind of like, you Yeah. know, there is an element of risk. Now I'm going to, I'm going to kick you a scenario here and this probably is a nightmare, but we're going to, we're going to play it through. Let's say someone, you know, who has power over you said you have a choice, can only ever skate outside or in a roller rink for the rest of your life. And there's no going back from this decision. What would you do? Oh, outside. Outside. Uh, outside all day, every day. Like, not that I don't like roller rinks, but like out, outside, like, and this is why I think I, I love the skate parties. I haven't been able to throw. So fun fact, rain is really bad for your roller skates, which is why I often don't throw a lot of Fresno skate party parties around this time because the weather is so in flux. Is And that because you're going to fall more or is it something bad with your skates? it, it's, it it'll rust your skates. It'll, Oh, it'll okay. rust the wheels. So like, you don't, you don't want to, you don't, it's not good for your skates to, to go outdoors. And, and I learned that actually, I one time posted a video because I was so tired of the rain, like last winter. And I, I went out with my dog and like, we kind of went to like this uh, hockey roller rink and I took a video like skating over there with my dog. And someone who is like a, a more advanced skater was like, that's a terrible idea. Why are you doing that? Your skates are going to get rust. And I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, I did not know. Hmm. My next question involves something that is another potentially dumb question. Knee pads or no knee pads? Is that a thing? I would, so I think that knee pads are very good. I, I, I would advocate, yes, you should wear knee pads and you should wear elbow pads. And, and especially like if you have a child, like you should wear a helmet or if you're going to go street skating, like always safety first. I don't always wear knee pads. Is that just like over time you just get used to it or your body gets used to it and you feel like it's just not as necessary? Is that what it Yeah, is? I mean, I think it's like over time you get you get used to it and you also just like I just I, I honestly just. I have not taken the time to buy a pair of like knee pads or elbow pads. The one thing that like I feel for me that is I I, I get these at the roller rink and I, and I feel like I, I really should invest in them are some wrist guards. Okay. Because like when we fall, oftentimes like we try to catch ourselves and that is because our wrists are like small and like flimsy. They're... If, when you fall, if you try to catch yourself, you're more likely to like actually like hurt your wrist pretty bad. You should just go limp, basically, when you're You falling. should, yeah, the the best way. So I, I have, my background is in theater Okay. and I've done a lot of stage combat. And one of the first things that you learn how to do in stage combat is you learn how to fall. And so like the, the, your best bet, if you're going to fall, like when you're falling is to try to like fall back, go with gravity and like fall on your butt because like your butt's going to have some cushion that's going to like help. Now, if it, you, I mean, I'm not going to say like you won't get injured because like you can get injured. And like, there are people that like have had bad, like tailbone injuries and stuff like that. But it's like I said earlier, if you, when you're falling, if you kind of like allow yourself to go with gravity, like don't slam yourself down. But like, if you, if you feel yourself falling and kind of just like, allow yourself to go with it, then you're not going to fall as hard. Like if you go, if you go against it, you are going to fall harder. Now, sometimes you might slip up and you might try to catch your balance, which you totally should. Like if you can catch your balance, you should totally catch your balance. But if you know that you're going to fall, like you already feel yourself like, oh, balance is gone, then allow yourself to, to go. But also like check your body. make sure that you're okay. I, I, last year I had a pretty bad fall that actually like took me off my skates for like a couple of months that made me very sad. I was, I was doing some street skating and I had a lot of momentum and I didn't realize like how much momentum I had. And I was trying to slow down and also get up onto a, a sidewalk from the street. And basically when I put my foot down on the sidewalk, I still was going and I basically like did the splits and I like really injured like my back hamstring. So after that, like I got off of my skates and that's the other thing. It's like, you know, check yourself, make sure you're okay. If you, if you feel pain, I would say like, you know, take off your skates, put on some shoes and it doesn't mean that you have to quit for the rest of the day, but just kind of like, you know, be aware of your body and be in communication with your body.
because you don't want to like pull something. And that one, yeah, that one took me out of commission for a little while. Like I, I got home, I iced my hamstring and then like the next couple of days, it was really sore for me to even like walk or try to run. Yeah. So be yeah. careful. Like there is the possibility of injury, um, but be very kind to yourself and careful with that. Speaking of injuries, um, what do you think are, what do you think is the most underrated skating trick and the most overrated skating trick? Skating trick? Yeah. Or technique or style, or I I've seen these, like, you know, people will, will move their oh, leg yeah. kind of like a, a, like a, like an eight formation or like a certain way that people dance. So what do you think is really cool and maybe something that's overrated? Okay. I don't know if anything is overrated because I love everything. I'm like, everything is so cool. Okay. So there's uh, I nothing think overrated. That one that, uh, I, don't, I don't feel like anything is overrated. I okay. think everything is just really fun. One thing that I think is like underrated. Okay. It's really, it looks very easy, but it's really hard to do. And it's skating in place. Like those people that like, when you record yourself that they're just like, they're, they're like walking and they're just like their skates are going, but like they're not moving. Like that actually is really hard to do. Like I've tried to do that so many times. Like I can skate backwards, but I it's that is difficult. I'm just like, I, I can't. I, I don't know how to do that. Does it take like a lot of core strength because you're like balancing in one place? Yeah, it, it? it takes it takes core strength. It like it does. It takes it takes core strength and it takes kind of like it takes like a really complete control of your body because you're you're moving but you're standing still so really like you're lifting your skates you're like you're you're when you're one skate is going up the other one is going down but you're doing it in such a in such a motion that you have to have like a rhythm to it and so it it can take a little while to like to get that interesting well let's um, let's kind of pull back here for a second and talk about i mean i'm sure you interact with people i mean i would be included in that category those who don't skate uh in fresno how do you think uh the kind of non-skating world of fresno perceives skating i think i mean i think that people in my interactions with people who don't skate i think that they see how much fun we have skating and like the comments that i always get is like oh that looks so cool or oh that looks so fun or oh I would do that, but I'm really scared of falling or like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like I've always gotten a, a very positive vibe and interaction of people that they would really like to, but like they, they're afraid. And so like, I try to be encouraging and be like, no, come on out. Like it is really fun. And yeah, you might fall, but it's okay. Like, you know, we just get back up. So there's a lot of curious people. They're curious, yeah. but maybe apprehensive of of uh, coming out and doing it. Yes, like, kind of like what you said earlier. Skate curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. skate curious. Um, so this is kind of a two part question. How did the Fresno Skate Party get started? And then what is the landscape in Fresno? How many like skate pockets are there? Is there a lot? You think? Can you do you have a sense of that? Yeah. Okay. So skate party got started because when I first moved, I first moved to Fresno in December, 2019. Okay. Where did you and move from? I moved here from Chicago. Okay. And so when the pandemic hit in March, everything shut down and I was really, really, really lonely because I didn't have any friends here. I didn't really know anybody here. And all of the things that I did for myself, for like my mental health, I couldn't do like I, I did theater and I did dance and I just, you know, there, I couldn't go to a dance class. I couldn't like audition for a show. And that's usually like how I make friends. I like, I'm not a big like bar person and yeah. I'm actually kind of introverted. <laughs> like people don't think that I am, but it's like, I, I have a difficult time. I have to mentally prepare mm -hmm. so that I can go out and meet new people because yeah, yeah, it takes a little bit of work. But with the skate party, I, I bought a pair of skates and I had a couple of coworker friends that they had skates. And so we started to like go skating at the at the uh the the city college, the tennis rack, the, the tennis courts. 
And so we were going out there, like we were having fun. And then one day I went with a friend to the cultural arts park and it was just me and her. And I was like, you know what would be really, cause like the cultural arts park, they have like these beautiful lights. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. This is so awesome. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if we did like a roller skate meetup. And so like, I convinced my friends to allow me to take pictures of them and like video of like all of us as we were like learning how to skate and skating to do this like Fresno skate party thing. And so I created this Instagram page and it was videos of me learning how to skate and falling down. And like my friends also learning how to skate and falling down and taking pictures of all of us and then doing this consistency of like coming out on uh, Thursday nights and skate with us. And so that happened. And then it kind of like slowly started to grow. Like people started to come out, which I was so excited for. And and then like I had this goal that I was like, I want to do an all city skate. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I want to do this. And so like I collaborated with the downtown Fresno partnership. And I was like, I really want to do an all city roller skate. Like, how can we make this happen? I don't have any money. This is not like an official organization like you know this is like this is kind of like a club like how do we do this and so they worked with me and because they are nonprofit, we were able to like book Chuck Chansey and then through like the goodness of everybody else the all city Halloween skate party this happened in 2021 happened so we got a taco truck and we got a live DJ and and I had to charge money because like there was we had to pay for security. So it was like I think it was like a, a five dollar fee that we charged. And and my whole point was that I was like Fresno has a young population and Fresno wants to do cool, fun things that has nothing to do with alcohol. And that was the other thing is that like I don't I don't drink. I mean, not that like I'm anti like alcohol, like I'll have a drink every once in a while, but like drinking is not a big part of my my repertoire. So and like underlies a lot of activities in Fresno. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially for like young people that like want to go out and like meet others. So yeah. So basically like Fresno skate party started with like friends and then new people started to come out and then it grew and we did the all city skate party. And then it's kind of like, it's been there ever since so we haven't done another all city skate party like i really do want to do another one this year i i wasn't able to do one in 2023 or 2022 i started graduate school and i had like some personal things that were happening so i I didn't have the time but i think that fresno skate party has like remained alive because i've had so many people that have been so positive that will send a message and they'll be like, Hey, when's the next skate party? Hey, when's the next skate party? And so it's a lot, it's a lot easier to do them like once spring hits into summer and fall. And then we kind of like take a little bit of a break. Um, and then as far as like skate pockets, you know, it's interesting because when Fresno skate party first started, other people who are part of the roller skate community started to send me messages. And that was really cool. Cause like there was like the rollerbladers, And so like, I like randomly ran into rollerbladers at like city college. And I was like, Hey, I have this like skate party going on. You should come on down. And they're like, all right, cool. And then there, there was the, the roller derby people. And they're like, yeah, we used to do derby, but like, that's not happening anymore. And it's like, Oh, come on down. And then there's, there has always been a roller skate community in Fresno. And then like during the pandemic, things kind of like slowed down and we started to kind of come together again. And so you kind of, I feel like you have like rollerbladers, you have the derbiers, you do have the rink kids. Like there are people who like, they love the roller rink and I like the roller rink too. And I definitely try to like promote the roller rinks because that's like a whole other part of roller skate culture. And then you have like the street skaters, which I would say like I for I fall more in the category of like a street skater because I I would much rather skate outside and like go up to like parking lots and like really cool parking garages than the roller rink but that's like my vibe so it's kind of like you have these different facets and it's really cool because I end up through Fresno Skate Party I've been able to like meet other awesome roller skaters 
Mm. When people show up, do you notice that there are some similarities like in just maybe how they view the world or like who they are as people? Like, are there commonalities people showing up or is it just like just a kind of myriad diverse range of people that just all are connected through skating? Does that question make sense? Yeah, I feel like it's a myriad diverse group of people that are all connected through skating because like you have different levels and you have different types of like, you have different skating types. You have people who like, they like to just do tricks or you have people that like, they just like to roller dance or you have people like they literally just like to like cruise and skate. But I would say like the similarities is that everyone that I have met through the roller skate community is really cool. Like I I have I have encountered really kind people. They might be quiet, but like they're very kind. I haven't I have not encountered and not like that people like this don't exist. Maybe I've just like not met them or like I'm ignorant. But like I haven't met anyone that is like mean or cruel or or like mean spirited. Everyone, I think like the commonality is that everyone is just like really cool. And they're like, yeah, like, you know, we just want to skate, like coming out and skate. And then, yeah. And and then oftentimes the other thing that I think other roller skaters have in common is that like, we're such nerds for what we do that if someone asks our help on, you know, how to learn how to do something, we're always open to like teach them or mm. to try to learn. Or even like, if you see someone doing something and you like, are like, I want to learn how to do that. You might just go up and like kind of start copying them and then they'll kind of like explain it to you. So there's like a culture of hospitality. You yeah. Leaving aside the cultural arts part, because I know that's like a very common place for people to skate. What do you think is the most underrated place to skate in Fresno? Oh, the roller hockey rink. Oh, so I, I just I, I, I did do I did a skate party in December around like Christmas time this past December. And it is so good. So basically, by the Fashion Fair Mall, there is a park. And so there's like an actual skate park, but next to it is a roller hockey rink. And so on on Thursdays, there is a group of guys that they do roller hockey and they are always like super cool people. They're always inviting people. Like you should definitely like interview them because they're awesome if you haven't already. And, and they're always like, you know, trying to get people to like do roller hockey and like they, they invite everyone. And then it's, if you just are, if you're like, I want to roller skate in a nice open space where there's like smooth pavement, the, the roller hockey rink, like it's open every day. Um, and I think it's open until like 10 or 11. Like the other thing is that they also have lights, like they have like bright lights. So it's a safe, if you're a parent. And like, you know, you want to like take your kid or something. It's a safe area. Mm. Let's say I made you the skating czar of Fresno and your, <laughs> your, your mission was to make Fresno a better place to be a skater. What would you do? Oh, my God. The first thing I would do is I would work with the city to like pave. And this is something that I have been meaning to do. It was an idea that a former boss gave me and I was like, I, it's in my head. And I'm like, I really want to do this. I want to do a skate audit of different neighborhoods because Mm. especially, especially like in the South side of Fresno, like, you know, our sidewalks and the roads are so messed up. And like, you know, we have been paying like measure C taxes, which is supposed to go towards fixing roads like that that would we literally pay that tax thing that's supposed to go towards fixing like the roads and the sidewalks and like there are some areas that like it's beautiful it's smooth it's great to skate and there are other areas that it's like if you try to skate on this you are you're gonna fall you're gonna probably get cut like it's not gonna be pretty so like the first thing i would do is like make sure that there are no potholes and like all of the roads and sidewalks are smooth. We'll all benefit that bicyclists, skaters, people driving cars will all benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know you have a partnership with, with the skate shop in Long Beach. And mm-hmm. so I assume that you're interacting from skaters from different places. How do, how do you think Fresno's skate scene stacks up to other places? Uh, okay. 
I think the Fresno skate scene is highly underrated. Okay. Like our skaters are awesome. And I, I like, I, I, we have a roller skate community. And I think that like, we need to like highlight that more. And, and like, and I, I've been trying to like through my experience of Fresno skate party, I was having a little bit of a, a like marketing crisis because I was like this, like Fresno skate party. Like I post a lot of myself skating. Cause I'm like, I think that people need to see other people skating, but I also really want to find other local people who like, if they want to be like roller skate influencers, or if they want to like, I, and I try to like highlight other local people that like, you know, they, they have like their Instagram accounts are dedicated to roller skating. But I, I think that it's like, we, we think of like SoCal and even like NorCal as far as roller skating. And they do have like really awesome communities, especially, and actually it's really funny because I, I've had people who came from SoCal to visit Fresno that came specifically to skate party because like they heard about it. And so I thought that was really cool. And they were like, oh, this is so cool. Like, like she lived in, she lived like outside of LA, like in, in a different area. And she's like, I've been wanting to do something similar in my community. And so like she, she created, I think it's like, it's like, I don't know if it's like 616 or six, it's six something. I feel terrible. I'm like, I will send you these links if you want to yeah, like put absolutely. them down. But, but yeah, she came to one of our skate parties and she's like, oh, I've got like, I've got this group too. And this is so cool that you're doing this. Like, this is so awesome. So I feel like the Fresno roller skate community is highly underrated in the grand scheme of things, because like oftentimes in the world, when we think of roller skating, we think of like Hollywood, but I think like what makes the Fresno roller skate community so special is that it is a community. Like people like you know, people really support each other, whether you're a, a rink kid or whether you're like a street skater, like people just like want to come out and like share their love of roller skating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm like, I think that we're up there. It's just that people, they're getting to know us. They still don't know us as well as like some of these other communities. I feel like you just summarized this podcast and what you're saying <laughs> in a lot of ways. I, I'm going to take a super hard right turn. Okay. Um, I don't understand cosplay, but it's but it's fascinating to me and I would love to understand it. So can you help me? Yes. So, okay. So aside from being a roller skater, I am a cosplayer. So I told you that my background is in theater. And so cosplay is creating costumes based off of oftentimes comic book characters, but like it has expanded. And so it kind of like, I feel like, I don't, I don't know exactly the date of when it started, but I feel like oftentimes we do a lot of comic book characters because it comes from like this geeky comic book world, but it has also expanded into movie and, te and television and anime. So basically you dress up as your favorite characters. And really it's a, I would say it's a crafting hobby. Mm. It's a hobby of like, you create the costume, you do the makeup, and really you're just like, you're putting this together oftentimes to take it to like a con and to like have a lot of fun and take pictures. Like, I was going to ask, like, what's the life of a cosplayer like outside of conventions? I mean, is it mostly like that's your crafting time? Yeah. Or, okay. So it's like, it's all the build up to the convention. Yeah. And that's, okay. and that's the thing that like makes it really fun. So it's like right now I'm, I'm, I'll be going to WonderCon at the end of March. So I'm very excited for that. And I have two highly stylized cosplays that I'm working on. So one is it's a Star Wars base is for what is called the Star Wars Gala. And so I am creating an R2-D2 cosplay that's based off of an R2-D2 design that Bob, I think it was Bob Mackie did it for Barbie. So we're, we're all for this group. We are all doing these like highly like stylized, high fashion interpretations of different Star Wars characters to like take photos and to like meet up. So it's, it's another type of community that it, like I said, it's about crafting your 
putting these pieces together, you're sewing, you're gluing, and then you get to, and you, you share your craft with other people oftentimes, and then you kind of get to show off what you made. And so, so there's that one. And then the other one is for, I'm a big X-Men fan. And so there's the Hellfire Gala. Mm. And there's a, one of the looks that I am, I'm not creating it. I am altering it because it's a look that was already made by a friend of mine. And so I'm kind of, she asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, yeah. So I'm doing a Rachel Summers Hellfire Gala look that I'm altering from the look that she had already made. Mm. Now I want you to take a step back. I want you to take a step back. And I'm curious for you, the similarities and the differences between your communities here? Because it seems like there are two communities that there's a lot of vigor, there's a lot of energy, but I'm sure that there's some things that differ. What what differs between cosplay and the skating world for you? Just in terms of like how you engage with it and like sense of identity yeah. and those kinds of things. The differences I would say are, I think, okay, so I think that for me, the differences is like how I live, how I live and interact with, with skating versus with cosplay because like I feel like skating it's like something that like it's there and I can just like pick them up and I can and I can do it and it's just like you know this is have to have a lot of thought around it I don't have a lot of thought around it I'm I'm good I'm in I'm, I'm in good shape as far as like skating goes I can just like pick up some skates I can go out and I can roller skate or I can decide to like turn some music on and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like yeah, like a lot of thinking that I have to do with that. Whereas like, I feel like with cosplay, it engages a lot more of the, it's more of like a head thing, actually. Like, I feel like roller skating, the difference is that it's very much lived in my body. Whereas cosplay, it's like a visualization in my head that it's like I'm trying to make to come to life. It's like the differences between visual arts and performing arts that it's like, one is kind of like you just like live it and it's there for that moment and like the other one it's like i'm making this thing and this thing is going to exist after i'm done you know showing it to everyone mm. that makes sense to me i love my next question is one that i love to ask people because i i think we all through the things that we do our hobbies our work or whatever we have a, a specific vantage point in which to see a city so like I work in education. And so for me, like I tend to look at things as like, you know, education problems and solutions. And mm -hmm. I tend to look at like a city and like think about education outcomes determining a lot of things. And I'm curious, like as a skater, what does skating teach you about Fresno? Skating, what skating teaches me about Fresno is that Fresno has a hunger for activities that are nurturing i think that that fresno has a young population that i feel like oftentimes in the city the for some reason there is this there's this like really negative rap around fresno and and it makes me sad because like when you when you meet the people like I'm not from Fresno and like when I meet the people and like I interacted with people, it's like, everyone is so awesome. You know, why, why is there this negative rap? And so when I go out and I skate, it's like, I feel like it's like, I learn about like the resiliency of Fresno and like the kindness of Fresno and that Fresno does want to be perceived for like who she really is versus like these negative archetypes or stereotypes that have been put onto Fresno. And I feel like within, when I look at the roller skate community and the people who like love skating and, and like they love Fresno, it's like, there's so much that's here that is so undervalued. And so, and I think that skaters understand that value, like understanding cool places to go out and skate and understanding the cool people that you can meet and understanding that like you're not your job and that you're not you are a person and like who you are as a person is way more important than like how much money you have or like what your job is 
And like, that's the thing that actually matters. Let's close with that. I love the, I love that the line you just said about nurturing activities, things where like we flourish, we don't go to, you know, meditate yeah. ourselves or like avoid reality, but where we're connecting with people and we're outside. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think you've inspired me a little bit. So maybe, Yay. you know, I, I you know, work, work, work through that middle school trauma and get, get myself out there and attempt some skating. But we let's close with where we always end, which is books. Uh, what are a few books you'd recommend to listeners? Ooh, okay. So I have been, I have been on a Jane Austen kick lately. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So I, I reread, well, actually I didn't reread. I read for the first time Pride and Prejudice because I had only ever seen the movie, which is a really lovely novel if you've never read Pride and Prejudice. So like, I would definitely recommend Pride and Prejudice. I also would recommend, I'm really into like self-help books and to like understanding. I'm really into like mental health and like trying to understand my own mental health and like healing. And so I actually have the book like right next to me. But it's called Be Water, My Friend. And it's the teachings of Bruce Lee. And that I, that book, I read it last summer and it changed my life. Like it is, it's written by Shannon Lee, who is Bruce Lee's daughter. So she took Bruce Lee's teachings and writings and like wrote it in this book. And it is such a, it's a beautiful book about like what, Bruce Lee's journey to becoming like Bruce Lee and like all of the teachings that he did, but also like Shannon Lee's journey in like having to grapple with like the grief of like losing both her father and her brother. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's not very long. And it's one of those books that like I constantly go back to. What was the most challenging insight from it for you? Uh, I, okay. So I don't know if this, this is challenging, but it was, it just like opened my mind. But there's this quote in the book where it was from writings that Bruce Lee did and that she, that Shannon Lee had found after her brother's death when she was like trying to go through the estate. And there is this quote where he says, the medicine to my ailment I had within me all along, which is kind of like oftentimes when when we're going through anything whether it's like grief or trauma we sometimes look outside of ourselves to solve the problem but really like the only one who could solve our problems is ourselves and so it's like you have to kind of like really be introspective and look within yourself to solve this issue or this reoccurring issue that you might be having it's like that to me just like it stayed with me because I feel like oftentimes in my own journey, I have I have done a lot of like outside, just looking outside. And it doesn't mean that those things didn't matter, that it's like, you know, trauma or whatever negative experience I have had. But it's like, well, this is why I'm like this. But it's like, okay, how can I heal this? Like, how can I find the solution so that I don't act in this way? And mm -hmm. so like, I, I felt like that was something that was very powerful for me. Absolutely. Well, what's next for Fresno Skate Party? We're in February. I So for right now, because the weather's a little crazy, like I'm hoping to do a couple of skate parties in March if, the, if it doesn't rain, but definitely hoping to get it back up in April. We normally do it at the Cultural Arts Park, but I really do enjoy the hockey rink. So I'm planning on doing a couple of more at the roller hockey rink on Fridays. And I, I really, really do want to do another all city skate. So I am in the process of creating those plans and finding new space so that we could do another all city skate, which I think would be really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking to me, Isabel. This has been so much fun and I feel a little braver after listening. Yay. Thank you. I'm so glad you should totally come out. And yeah. And the other thing is that if you are an adult and you are afraid to skate, when you come out and you put on your skates, don't be afraid to be friends with the wall. Like mm -hmm. if you come to the, to one of the skate parties at the hockey rink, there is a big fence that is like even skating along the fence that can like help and getting your motion and like feeling you have like some sort of stability. 
I'm very much that guy at the ice rink where I'm just like gripping, <laughs> gripping the wall. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can support this podcast by leaving us a rating and review or by making a financial contribution at our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com slash Fresno's Best. We'll see you next time.